Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm always joined by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? It's late night. It's late night. We're doing back to back. Yeah. We're doing these NBA... Back, we're getting ourselves ready for NBA back-to-back games. <laughs> By doing back-to-back pods. By back-to-back pods. If you missed episode 87, go back and listen to that. This is episode 88. We'll be doing some more uh, trade stuff here. But if you missed episode 87, um, that is our draft preview, which I'll talk about more in a second. Uh, but if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod or on Instagram at Couch GM Podcast and give us a rating and review um, on your favorite podcast platform of your choice. What we just talked about in episode 87, like I mentioned, we did a final um, draft preview of Bigs. Matt broke all the potential first round picks for Bigs um, in episode 87. And then we talked about my team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, hiring a head coach yeah. finally. Yeah, I, they hired a guy. They did. No one knows how to pronounce his last name. Everyone was shocked. It was Mark. like Mark, <laughs> Coach Mark. That's what we're going to call him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, we're not doing any NBA news because we did news for this week's episode in episode 87. So go listen to that if you want to hear us talk about more news. We are going to get into some fun two topics in this yeah. podcast matt are you ready for this this is like my favorite one we've done in a long time yes this is i'm really excited for this one because we're talking about uh trade machine things but our second one we'll introduce here in a bit i'll leave you some suspense there we've never done it before it's gonna be a great time i've got some great questions for you yeah matt. well i'll just leave it at that we'll just leave it at that so matt we're gonna be talking about drew holiday and Ru- russell westbrook trade rumors and we got, we fired up the trade machine yeah we did um so i, I don't know how else you want to intro this but I, i'm pretty pumped for this well, yeah both these guys now have been very much floated out uh they're on the market they're available teams are both teams russell westbrook has said he's wanted out of houston and because the culture <laughs> okay russell <laughs> is it the culture or is it that he doesn't get to dribble the ball 500 times it might be that uh, and then the pelicans are taking calls on drew holiday which is really interesting because they don't know what they're doing they uh, have no idea what they're doing because they didn't make the playoffs this year which doesn't make any sense so now they're panicking classic great classic so we'll go we'll each give two drew holiday trades and then we'll each give two russell westbrook trades and um this this gets more wild as we go Yes, my my stuff just kind of dissolves into just <laughs> meme meme potential trades. So my first, I'll go first here. So my first Drew Holiday trade here, Matt, is kind of is it? It's an interesting idea. I don't know if the Pelicans would go for it. I know Chicago would jump all over this. So it's Drew Holiday to Chicago for Otto Porter and the number four pick from twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, Chicago's jumping all over this because they have so many young guys. They don't need the number four pick, right? They've drafted Carter, Markinen, White. Um, they acquired Levine. They don't need more young guys in that, right? So, I don't think Chicago would be like opposed to giving up the four, especially if they get a wink, wink, nod, nod commitment from Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday right? Yeah, about um, staying there for a bit longer than just next season. You know, for New Orleans, I don't hate it though. Not like not that I'm like an auto porter fan necessarily, but he makes the money work. That's why you got to put him in the deal, right? But like number four, I mean the Pelicans have some young dudes, but I don't really feel great about any of them, like besides Zion. So, you know what? I get get another bite at the apple. Yeah. So this kind of idea is that if I'm doing this from New Orleans, I'm accepting the idea that I'm building around Ingram and Zion, right? Those are my yeah. core core foundational pieces that are here. And Holiday is going to help me get another top pick. Because in this scenario, I also get to keep 13. Which yeah. Which is a big deal. So you get two more young guys. So theoretically, we just talked about 87, Biggs in episode 87. Could you take one of those centers you're kind of looking for to pair next to Zion? Are you At taking one of those, and then your other pick can be a wing or wing, something. Yeah, guard. Or flip-flop that. However yeah. you want to think about it. Um. Because Drew Holiday could get you some real value here because he's an all-NBA yeah. 
level defender, and I think Chicago and like you're getting off money in Porter like pretty soon. Yeah. Like if I mean he's kind of expiring, so you could theoretically trade him again, even if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, um, could be like a deadline type right, move. Right. You have a, I think a period where you can't trade uh, when you acquire someone, but um, I mean you're getting some value for Drew Holiday then. I don't know if this is the max amount of value you can get. I think there's some other deals about that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, the Drew like, market's just kind of weird because I don't know if anyone really knows what his value is though. Right. So like, I think in Chicago, like you make this call though. Yeah, like I think it, I think you ask about it, and I think New Orleans would want more or try to leverage you into giving yeah. more. But I, if I'm Chicago, I think that's just tell fair. them to call you back whenever the other <laughs> offers fall through. Yeah, I think this is about as fair value as you can get for Drew Holiday. At least for me. For Chicago in this situation, yeah, for sure. So my first one was Drew and then just money and everything, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay. Um, going to Atlanta. Mm. So again, we know Atlanta trying to win now, apparently, because otherwise the franchise is going to blow it up or something. Um, so they're going to trade DeAndre Hunter, who they took in the top five last year, which was wrong, but... Um, took him. Cam Reddish looked better than him, mm. so they're gonna say, "All right, we're gonna go with Cam Reddish off of Hunter, get Dwayne Dedman again, more for his salary, but he can play next to Zion um, as a, kind of a stretchish five, number six, mm. um, and then some future first. You know, it could be unprotected if Atlanta wanted to like lightly protect it. I don't think that'd be a big deal, but it's similar to your deal, a top-ish pick in the draft." And then some reasonable player, players here with Hunter and Deadman. You had Porter. It's along this idea of like some guys that like maybe they can stay with you long term, maybe not. And if not, eh, all right, that's fine. Um, but you see what they are. More importantly, it's the pick. Right. Um, right. And you know, for I had said on mine, you know, maybe a future first also because maybe Atlanta's a little higher on NAW mm. and. You know, maybe that's worth getting them to include that future pick. Um, again, I think this ultimately goes back to how bad does Atlanta want to win now? He's right. he's a good pairing with Trey Young, right? Because he defends, <laughs> and Trey Young does not defend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, it's an interesting trade. I feel like if I'm Atlanta, I'm giving up quite a bit because if I'm looking at this from like I'm giving up a former number top five pick, and then the- who wasn't supposed to be a top five pick. I guess that's a good point. Is like it kind of they traded up with New Orleans to get him, <laughs> right? Right, and like you end up getting numbers. Like you have another pick coming going out, but like if you feel like Cam Reddish, like you can only take so many more picks on. Like and that's where I I get into Atlanta because they obviously Young, Herder, yeah, Reddish, and then uh, Hunter, and now number six. After you just went and traded for Clint Capella. Right. Like, what are we doing? You know, after <laughs> yeah. so long, it's like, your team can't be all guys on rookie deals. And if any of these guys end up hitting, you can't pay all, all of them at the same time, right. either. You gotta stagger it out somehow. Right. And so, Drew could kind of help out with that. And maybe helps establish kind of a hierarchy there. Because right now, it's just Trey Young and everyone else. Right. Um, oh, and they have John Collins, too. Yeah. So, so maybe this kind of helps, you know firm things out there mm. who who is who in that locker room and drew is not going to go in there and like mess that kind of stuff up so um probably a fine deal for both but one like again new orleans probably isn't jumping at yeah um it's one of those like you put that one on the back burner and see what else comes calling first yep 100 percent. i think all fair somewhere in the value like it's not like egregious not value those first two ones yeah because you're still getting Great picks if Again, you're in New Orleans. And this is like a reasonable assumption of his value. Right. This isn't like the full blown like we gotta trade for Drew Holiday right. type thing. And I think that's the other piece to think about is that his contract's up after this next season. So if you're Atlanta, this is really like an all in move for you. Again, how much of a wink wink type do you need from right. him to make right. this move? Right. So my next one. You ready for this? Starting to get a bit friskier. <laughs> so Drew Holiday. And the number 13th pick from this year's draft, so New Orleans pick, to Phoenix 
for Ricky Rubio, Frank Kaminsky, and Cam Johnson for the number 10 pick in this year's draft. So the idea for me on this one is Phoenix, you're you're probably struck out on the CP3 sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of disappointed in that. So you're kind of looking for that next that guy to play next to Devin Booker um, is kind of a Rubio type. I think Drew Holiday is a very much upgraded version of Ricky Rubio. Kaminsky's thrown in to kind of make the money work. But then Cam Johnson, from New Orleans' perspective, uh, can play well next to Zion and Brandon Ingram because he's a four who can stretch the floor yeah. and shoot really well. And then you're essentially swapping picks. So yeah. New Orleans, you're moving up three spots, which if you're New Orleans for this deal, you have to love the difference between 13 and yeah. 10, which in maybe. this draft, maybe not. Maybe this would, this would be like a draft night deal. Yeah. You're a guy that you've been eyeing at 13, you feel like is not going to be available at 13. So you pull the trigger on this. Yeah. Um, but you still get competent point guard play from Ricky Rubio, who you can pair next to Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And doesn't really upset the balance all that much. And Frank Kaminsky has a team option um, for this year. I think he has only one year left. So if you want to waive that, you can get off some money there yeah. as well. So I like the idea, like kind of like what you said was Rubio. It's like he's not going to disrupt things. It's He's going to very actively look to get Brandon Ingram and Zion yeah. the ball. So I think that's something that has to have a lot of value of like, He's not going to take shots away from them. If anything, he's going to intentionally try and get them more. Cam Johnson, it's a guy who, yeah, doesn't have tons of like upside as a player, mm. but makes a ton of threes. Right. And honestly, you need that next to Zion. There's not like that defender in this group, in this trade, but maybe at 10 if Okongwu slipped or something like that. Then you would feel inclined to you know take him and there's your core moving forward so like if you really loved someone at 10 this works phoenix yeah you you can't do this deal until after you know for sure chris paul's off the table yeah though that's the thing and chris paul's not going to be officially off the table until well after draft night i think but i like this as a backup plan of sorts if he's not there yeah i really like this especially for phoenix because you get to keep Ubre. Yes, um, that's the big part of this. You too. do have uh, Ubre and Mikael Bridges. Mm -hmm. You do have to give up Cam Johnson, but if eh. you're upgrading to Drew Holiday, and this is another Even one it's just for a year, right? I think it's worth it. Like I think, I think Holiday would resign. There's a Phoenix. better chance here than those other two options, right? Because they're more in a kind of a win out mindset. But if you're Phoenix, you have Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. With that, some pieces around them. That feels very solid. That feels like you're starting to get in that 6, 7, 8 range of the yeah. playoffs now. Like, at least you have a sh legit shot at those. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you feel like you're, you know, lapping past people at that point. Yes. I get that for sure. And especially with Phoenix, similar to the Atlanta situation, they're trying to win. Mm. So, make moves. Um, my last one. Sacramento involved in a lot of our trade ideas. Um, so Drew Holiday to Sacramento. Ooh. For, I'm going to put him next to De'Aaron Fox. For Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you'd have to sign and trade Bogdanovich. But you can do that because New Orleans has cap space. Um. So you take him into cap space. And then... Um, I said they could throw in like a second round pick and like a protected future first. So the apple of the eye here for New Orleans is Bogdanovich. Mm. Um, and then Barnes is kind of a dude that it's like, I don't know if he's a positive value or a negative value. I think the contract makes it a negative value. Yeah. But um, that's why they would throw in like a protected future first to kind of get off his money in Sacramento. Because mm. again, and kind of clear that situation up. Right. Also, because you know fox needs to be empowered more there um you would keep buddy healed in this situation so you'd go fox holiday healed bagley and then whatever you do at your other starting spot if you think bagley is a five or not or whatever so um and you still have your pick this year mm. so for sacramento you still have that pick in the late lottery so maybe that's your fifth starter or or you know you bring in someone um 
that that works more there um or even it's just rashawn holmes you know that that's yeah. fine too right so i think that brings sacramento some balance and like okay buddy's the guy we're picking out of him hilda bogdanovich barnes isn't taking 15 shots a game away from other guys <laughs> anymore it's just and drew's playing defense yep. something sacramento desperately needs <laughs> yeah i mean that's a fun pairing with uh you know uh De'Aaron Fox playing next to him. Like it's kind of the same idea you had with like Trey Young. Um but it definitely cl- like clarifies things with yes. in terms of the pecking order. Um and Drew doesn't need twenty shots either. Right. He can kind of be that secondary ball handler, playmaker, yeah. Um, but can still initiate offense, still do the things you need him to do. Yeah, I like that for uh Sacramento for sure. If I'm New Orleans, I may ask... I mean, the protected first future first. I guess it depends on how protected or not. Yeah. Is it if top it's like five? Top five, top three. I would have to think about it. Um, if it's like top ten, I would definitely try to haggle it to yeah. lower. Um, because I want any king's future, <laughs> right. future first. Yes, for sure. Um, and I don't... The kings, if you're making this move, you would think you're not a, top, a bottom five team. That's the whole. So like, maybe you should do it. <laughs> right. You know, right? Yeah. New management there. You know, lots of turnover. Luke Walton's kind of on the hot seat. Like, we all know that. So, you know, let's just go for it. Yeah. I like it. Swing for the fences. So, so now we'll go Russell. So this is the meme trade for me. <laughs> these these start getting to meme trades. So you ready for this one, Matt? Okay. Right. When I told you this off air, your reaction was priceless, and I'm a little upset I told you beforehand. But Broke me. Here we go. Ready for this? Russell Westbrook and Ben McElmore to Washington for John Roll and Jerome Robinson. Because you know what? John Wall and Russell Westbrook cancel each other out when it comes to contracts. <laughs> I'm so, essentially so, so flipping Ben McElmore for Jerome Robinson. What's your take? <laughs> um... I think I just gave Matt a headache. Yeah. So. I don't think either. No one wins in this situation. This is like the episode in the office when they're like, what's a, like a compromise? No, we don't want to compromise. Like we want to win, win, win. This is, this is just the lose, lose. No one wins in this situation. Um, So here's my thing. If you're Washington, are you really betting on John Wall coming back and being ultra productive for you? Because that's what they're saying. All the Instagram videos this summer, though, Ryan, say John Wall's back. Okay, that's cute. The Instagram videos also showed to take DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic, and look where we're all look where we're at with that. So you're saying don't trust Instagram basketball clips? So yeah, Instagram basketball also has Ben Simmons taking threes. So good point. Also, so here's my thing. If Russell Westbrook wants out, fine. Like, go ahead. Get out. Go to Washington. Have fun playing with Bradley Beal and no one else. Yeah. Because that's what that team is. And if I'm Washington, I'm at least getting someone who's playing. Like, I'm, not, con- I'm not convinced John Wall's not going to be able to not play. That's, that's the thing. I think right now... If John Wall comes back and is like any semblance of John Wall, I think I'd rather have him on my team than Russell Westbrook. So that's it's, a good point. It's just, is he playing though? And it's like the biggest question mark because we haven't seen this dude for basically two years. Yeah. So, so some people have said like Tobias Harris is the worst contract in the league, but I think some people have just forgotten that John Wall has played like half a season on a super max contract for like two hundred million dollars. For two hundred yeah. million dollars. So, that I mean, it's a, it's a shakeup. It definitely revitalizes. I think uh, James Harden, if he's looking to stay in Houston, also. Yeah. I I don't think Bradley Beal's on board with this for Washington because that dude loves John Wall. But I is Bradley Beal going to be on this team in a year anyway? I don't know. He <laughs> Washington should try and keep him and keep him happy, but I I don't know. That's I don't th- trust Washington to do anything right. This is also kind of my mindset is like Washington is also kind of understanding that Bradley Beal's probably not hanging around for much longer. They keep saying like we're building around him. Well, 
you've had the chance to build around him for how long now and you still haven't successfully your done best that. attempt was like davis bertans <laughs> and like that they're like tommy shepherd has said like he davis bertans is now a part of our core and it's like what are we doing here <laughs> i like him but <laughs> i don't part of the core. like i don't i don't know like I, I, john wall fits as well next to james harden as russell westbrook does which is to say not very well <laughs> but <laughs> but like if you're houston you're at least getting not a disgruntled player and maybe someone who can bring like fresh culture to your team something to prove yeah something different like it's just kind of a shakeup. like i guess that's what ultimately this trade is and even like that's secondary pieces in this ben mackmore and jerome robinson i don't have any picks associated in this because i don't know who i don't know who deserves a yeah pick. like are we just doing a pick swap somewhere where he, the, the other team just kind of gets the worst houston you can get the pick swap in 2023 washington you can get a pick swap in 2024 yeah right <laughs> called like, fine. yeah so i don't know i don't like this trade i think both teams say no like like you said it's a lose-lose but if i'm washington i like if the odds are like your guy comes back successfully from an Achilles injury, then it's like the odds aren't high for that. No, it's not, especially for a guard who plays the way he plays. Right, and so like the idea is like I just have to get value, and yeah. Russell Westbrook will get attention to your team. He sells jerseys. Yeah, he's a former MVP, which John Wall isn't. Good point. And it's just it's kind of hard not it's kind of hard to make this trade and hard not to make this trade at yeah. the same time. It's like one of those realistically, it, this can't happen. It, it can't. Sh- it shouldn't. But could it? <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw my first one out there. Oh, actually, I'm flipping the order. I'm presenting these. Um, similar to your one of your Drew Holiday trades, Russell Westbrook to Phoenix. Mm. Um, again, this idea of Phoenix wants a star guard. Um, so put him next to Devin Booker. Give up Rubio um, and Kaminsky, like you had said, but you're going to have to go up Ubre to to get Russ, in my opinion. Um, part of it's just the money that comes with Russ because he's making a bajillion dollars. Um, but then there's no pick involved. Uh, again, I don't know who would deserve the pick because do you get a pick for taking Russ Westbrook contract? Do you give a pick because you get a guy who is good at basketball? <laughs> I mean, he's good at basketball. I don't know if he right. wins like high-level basketball games, but Russell Westbrook, he helps Phoenix get to where they're trying to get to, which is like somewhere in the playoffs, just somewhere. Um, I, I would worry a bit about him taking the ball out of uh, Devin Booker's hands a, a bit too much, mm-hmm. but there's not too many guys touching the ball otherwise. So you know what? It probably wouldn't hurt that bad in the long term. It, I think the positive thing is that like Westbrook with a big man, competent big man, has shown like promise with yes. like helping that big man be better, and so like that idea for Phoenix would be appealing. I yes. think because Aiton would be the best big man he's ever had. Right, and it's like he. I mean, not that Stephen Adams isn't good, but he helped get Stephen Adams a bag way too big. <laughs> right, right, and so it's like no, Aiton's actually good, good. So. Right. You know, I think, yes, that could help. And if they could get a floor spacing four in there, whether that is Cam Johnson, because in this situation he's still on the team or whatever, you know, and Aiton has shown a, a, an ability to shoot. Mm-hmm. So maybe the lanes are still kind of open for Westbrook to drive, just not in the same weird stratosphere that Houston tried to make it happen. Yeah. Westbrook trades are just weird. Because he's a weird player. It's true. That's a good point. So my last Westbrook trade. You ready for this one? Let's it's kind of off the walls too. So Orlando gets his point guard finally. Russell Westbrook and a 2023 top three protected first round pick to Orlando for Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. Hmm. So Orlando's essentially taking cap space in, absorbing. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's contract, but Houston's attaching an asset to it. Yeah, because it's like, as much as we all want to like Aaron Gordon in theory, we still have no idea if Aaron Gordon's like legit good at NBA basketball or if he's just like a nice-ish role player. 
Yeah, this is kind of maybe like... It's a weird spot to be in. Because if you're Houston, if you're taking this deal, you're probably not keeping James Harden. Like, this is kind of the idea that... Like, I mean, these both could start for your team, though. Yeah. you could. I mean, they could. I just don't know, like... We've seen the whole big man pick and roll thing with James Harden, and it hasn't really. Yeah. It's worked. It just hasn't been like the championship level that we would expect from yeah. Houston or that Houston's trying to pursue at this point. Um, Evan Fournier could be a nice piece there. Still shoots, does everything yeah. Houston would want. Um, but like the centerpiece would be Aaron Gordon in this deal. And I don't know how much Houston would value him. I wonder if you could bring him in, though, and convince him to play, like, P.J. Tucker role. Like, PJ, the center. Because P.J. Tucker yeah. wants out. Right. Like, right? So, and if you move off of Tucker, then... It kind of keeps in line with the small ball. Yeah. Five. It, if he is, like, your five. Which, defensively, this is a nightmare still. But, you know, I don't. I didn't love the five small ball defensive lineup anyway. So, right. You know, just embrace the offense, I guess. And then the asset, the pick. Again, if you think you're still good, then who cares what asset you This attach. is literally, you're just like, we're still going to be good no matter what. Move. Which in, you, you have to assume you're keeping Harden then. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This isn't the worst. It's not the worst, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. You probably have to hang up if you're Houston. Yeah. But... Again, it's one of those, I think like, you it's can't a discussion. forget about it. Yeah, I think it's a discussion. And I don't know if Orlando would be... So, like, the idea with Russell Westbrook, if you're a bad team taking him on, would be to fill seats, right? Because he's, like, this all-star no seats MVP. That's the thing. Oh, no, Orlando is in Philly, or in Florida. So, <laughs> maybe the stadium's going to be packed. <laughs> Play it out- outdoors in Magic Kingdom. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, and I don't know if, like, it doesn't... I mean, Westbrook's opinion doesn't really matter in this. It does, but it doesn't yeah. at the same time because he's locked into a contract. Yeah. So, gets sent off to the Knicks, gets sent off to Magic, whatever. Um, so, that's my other... This Russell is also Westbrook. the Magic trying to hold on to their eight seed. Good lord. Just give it up. <laughs> I, I guess this also like falls in line with the idea that like you bring in Westbrook to kind of help Markel Fultz. Yes. Teach him how to play basketball again. Teach him how to play the Russell Westbrook way, which is... Good. Can't shoot, mark. can't shoot, drive a ton, and jump for steals. Sure. I mean, Markel kind of does all those things halfway already. So, to get him to, like, embrace it more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, if nothing else, Westbrook could set your culture, which I don't think Orlando is, like, could be that. Or yeah. has that. So, I don't know. Because it's really Vucevic and then Jonathan Isaac, but Isaac's out right. for the year. So, it's tough. Um, my last one. I'm bringing Philly back into this. Oh, um, Russell Westbrook to Philly. So, that it's not happening. But, just for funsies here. Um, for <laughs> Al Horford. For, memes. for Al Horford, Josh Richardson, oh, and then like a couple seconds. So, this is just bad deals and bad deal. So, you know, it's, it's Westbrook going to Philly. And so then we're getting Westbrook, Simmons, Harris, and Embiid. So Philly, Philly's solution to having no shooting <laughs> is to go get out, go get more non-shooters. Well, you know what though, Al Horford didn't really do much for them, and uh, Josh Richardson, who's like fine, didn't do too much for them though either. So, in terms of like what you're actually losing, I don't know if it's that much. So, I guess that's a fair point. Is so, that like you're just kind of flopping bad contracts? Yeah. And if you think Westbrook could bring some dynamic. To your dynamics to your offense, I guess. It it makes Simmons play the four. Yeah, you're essentially conceding that Simmons yeah. is the four. And then, you know, your number, like your shooting guard has to be, I mean, Korkmaz or Milton or who maybe you draft someone at 20 yeah. that's just a shooter. Just straight up, you shoot. Um, if I can, Philly loves Joel, so if you think he can shoot, then... Keep doing it. If you think all of a sudden Doc Rivers is going to get Ben Simmons to shoot, maybe this isn't a big deal. Yeah. But all all this is to me is we're tired of Horford. We know it's not going to work. And yeah. maybe that's Al's fault. Maybe it's not Al's fault. 
It's not all his fault. I know that. It's not his fault that Philly waved ninety million dollars okay. in front of him and said, "Sign here." He when was we like, saw right. him in Boston, like start to deteriorate, and then Philly gave him a terrible deal um, from a team perspective. Yeah. And so then Houston, okay. So if you think Horford can still play, and like you're like, okay, we're not doing the small ball thing again. Horford's good. In theory, Josh Richardson's perfect for what they want. Right. And then they also get a couple seconds in this draft because Philly has like four seconds. Um, Non-guaranteed guys, maybe you just sell them. Maybe Tillman Fertitta's just looking for an extra million dollars here and there. Just sells them. <laughs> then, <laughs> but Or maybe you draft someone and you get them on a non-guaranteed deal and just... There's like actually guys in the second round of this draft that like should be playing NBA minutes. So you can get a dude at like 34 and 49 that like can actually play for you this year. Mm. So that's while this draft doesn't have great top ten talent, this draft has like solid ten through forty five talent. Mm. So um you know, like okay, Houston you desperately need some uh cap help. So a little less money coming in and also a couple seconds. I don't it I'm not saying it's just the greatest idea in the world and for Philly your cap sheet's just screwed anyway. You're not signing anyone ever again. Yeah. So with Harris and Bede and Simmons deals going on. So you know what? Just lean in. Yeah. I guess this is maybe like kind of best case scenario for both teams if you want to think about yeah. it like that. Like neither one can really move either their bad contracts and they just decide to flip. Semi-realistically do it for the other. Yeah. yeah here's the real thing though daryl moore didn't want to trade for russell westbrook in houston <laughs> does he want to trade for him in philly <laughs> oh, god the nba is just incredible the and thing then, is like, like the fact that it's not off the mike d'antoni is like just... i can't escape this guy <laughs> that's right because he's the assistant uh or no he went to he went to brooklyn right? oh he went to brooklyn, brooklyn right, for right. steve nash um but he still gets to play him then like three times so this is great this is awesome and the fact that like again this isn't like totally off the table is wonderful to me this is just these trades are just kind of eh, like whatever yeah well it all feels kind of i like the drew Drew holiday stuff is more interesting than russell westbrook stuff because i don't know if you can remove westbrook like we thought that in okc and they did it but they found a completely desperate team yeah. What's like the desperate team? I don't know. No one immediately comes to mind besides kind of Philly and the Knicks. Yeah, we could do the Knicks. I don't know if Houston's ever getting anything in return. But like the Knicks can't trade like Mitchell Robinson, can they? Can they? <laughs> I, I we say that, but then there was like the thing going all over Twitter that like R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson might be available. So I don't know. Maybe that is just the move. Is they just try and get those type dudes from the Knicks? But if you're in the Knicks, God bless you. You deserve what you get. Um, so we'll go to topic number two. So this is kind of a play on um, a PTI segment. One of our favorite sports shows. Yes, wonderful. Um, been on the air for like 20 years now. Yeah. Dude, just had that anniversary. Um, call, calling it role play. So, <laughs> uh, so basically, one of us will take the role of an NBA player. And the other one of us will provide like a free agency or a trade scenario or just something. And the other uh, podcaster, as that player, has to answer it. So PTI calls it uh, mail time. And they have like the little faces they they uh, have up. We don't have that. Why would we? Well, we're a we're podcast. podcast. Audio you know? only. Um, but it's that concept, that mm. idea. Mm. So some mm. of these might just be like free agency offers. Some of these might be, you know, a little more extravagant than that. But we'll, we'll go back and forth a little bit right now. Um, do some role play. I'm, so, I'm pumped. This, I'm really excited for this. So I'll start this time. Okay. So, Ryan, you are Fred Van Fleet. Okay. The Knicks, speaking of the Knicks, offer you a four for 100. Yes or no? Hold on. Um, I'm, so I'm Fred Van Fleet right now. Uh, the Knicks offer you four years, a hundred million. Let me get on the phone really quick. Hey, Masai. Uh, yeah, the Knicks just offered me four for one hundred. Oh, you're gonna offer me the same? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Oh, I didn't have the Knicks on mute at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh- how much? If if I am James Dolan right now, how much money do I need to offer you to come to the Knicks? Is <laughs> okay. is there a dollar amount? Is 
There's Is it Madison Square Garden? <laughs> you have to give me um Spike Lee's courtside <laughs> seat for me to come play for the Knicks. Cause good lord knows I would rather play next to Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam than who's who hold on, let me pull up your roster. Oh god. <laughs> it's just a bunch of power forwards. Taj Gibson ain't doing it for you. I'm just going to hang up the phone now. All right. All right. <laughs> so if I'm Fred Van Fleet, on a serious note, I'm saying no to that. Like, I'm just... Probably. I'm just... $100 million, though. It's a lot of zeros. It's a hundred... It's a lot. But I also think the Raptors would... Match it. Match it. I do wonder if the Knicks went to 120. That was the dollar amount. That is that is that the, the dollar that gets Masai to be like, look, man... I don't have that much power. I can't get you 120. I can get you 100. Yeah. Full guarantee, 100. What if they offered incentives to get, like, 120? Like, if you made the playoffs? and Like, you made it to, like, the second round, or... Yeah. If you made the playoffs every... And every... shot, like, 40-plus percent from yeah. three. Kind of like... It's a bit... Um, that's sprinkled into the Al Horford deal right now. Right. Um, there's, like, an extra $10, $15 million sprinkled in and incentives um man maybe then maybe i just i don't like if i'm any player like why would you go play for the knicks like what's the incentive like outside of the dollar money to be spent because that's it like you can like if i'm fred van fleet i can get that from anybody essentially who has cap space yeah you know you're probably right it's just it's hard for just a a dude turn down that much money i mean evan turner got 80 million thrown his way and he didn't say no to that yeah so maybe maybe you're just right maybe detroit or phoenix or atlanta or someone throws at least that much at him and he's like i can get that somewhere else hold on let me get on the phone with my agent oh you're telling me phoenix has the same offer oh you're telling me the raptors have the same offer yeah uh of course you're gonna prioritize other teams then yeah okay matt you ready for my first Scenario for yes, you. Yes, please. You're Giannis Antetokounmpo. Great. Back-to-back MVPs. Yes, sir. The Bucks just offered you the Supermax. Are you signing it? Super, yes or no? Super no. Um, uh, I'm waiting this out. So uh, you got to do something to, to make me happy. Because obviously Eric Bledsoe is garbage. <laughs> Chris Middleton's an 82-game player, 72-game player this year, um, unless we're playing the Celtics. Then he's super god. Um, Brooke Lopez is nice. You brought in his brother to appease him, but you won't bring in Costas to appease me. I only brought in the Nassus. Um, so I'm feeling a bit cheated there. Uh, go, go get Chris Paul, and then we'll talk. That's it. That's the conversation. Oh, God. And if, if Chris Paul's not on this team, then uh, we'll talk next summer. Next summer, you're a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get in line. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, if that's the way the conversation goes for Milwaukee, that's not good. I think that's legit how the conversation's going for Milwaukee. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I don't... Eric Bledsoe's now a negative asset. Yeah, 100%. Even though he's only making like 16, 17 million. Yeah, like we're talking really about not Drew, Drew Holiday get to like Milwaukee, and I couldn't even do it. Like you would have to throw in like so much stuff. Like, like you would have Vincenzo to, would have future to, picks, like yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, like I think two, probably. Yeah, something like that, which is a lot. Feels like for Drew Holiday, but is Drew Holiday enough to move the needle for Giannis? Probably not. Probably not. But it's not Eric Bledsoe, so that's a win. <laughs> I told you. Remember, we had this conversation about, like, what does Milwaukee need to do to get above? And I said, get Eric Bledsoe off the team. And they didn't get him off the team. And look what happened yet again this year. Eric Bledsoe came through to do what Eric Bledsoe does, which is not a lot in the playoffs. He's fine in the regular season. Yeah. Fine player. Just not anyone I want taking a shot. (laughs) Once playoffs start. So, next one, Ryan. Okay. You're Mike Conley. Okay. The Jazz offer you a four for eighty if you're willing to opt out of your thirty-four million dollars this year. Yes or no? Oh God, thank you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you're, you're, you're assuming you're not where, getting Where do a, I sign? How do I get... You're assuming you're not going to get a 3 for 46 or better next offseason. After this year? I don't know how many more offers I'm going to get. Woo! Um, not very confident in yourself there, Mikey. <laughs> well, I didn't really uh, you know, play all that well. I, you know, the bubble wasn't great for me. And, you know, I like it in Utah. It's fine. I think this, like, Rudy Gobert thing's a little overblown. <laughs> but that's just me. You know, I'm just your, you know, essentially backup point guard now that Donovan Mitchell has taken over the point guard d- duties. But, you know, I would take a 4 for 80. And if I don't want, like, I can get out if I need to. I can ask for a trade. Right? Right? <laughs> it's not an untradeable contract in a couple years, then. So, like, if... It opting out of thirty four million this year, guaranteed thirty four. Yeah, that's million. hard. And then I and I'm not a hundred percent sold that Mike Conley could get a three for forty six next year to make this not taking it worth it. Right. So I would probably do this if I was him. It's hard not to. Like the guaranteed, if it's guaranteed four for eighty. Right. If it's like right. Al Horford or it's like partially unguaranteed the last year, then I might not be as inclined. But if it's full guaranteed four for eighty, I'd probably do it if I'm Mike. I think you have to, because like it, you're just not. Like, what if you play worse? Yeah. Like, what if it gets worse somehow? And people are like, "Oh, you're in like your like thirties, yeah, not if, playing great." Yeah, it feels like you're more closer to forty than you are thirty. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just a mental perspective. I think people get. Um, and that just gets dicey then for yeah. your next contract after that. Yeah. Okay, ready? You're Anthony Davis. The Lakers just offer you a super lengthy contract. Are you signing? No, because I have no idea what the cap's going to be, but it's going up. We know that much. We mm. just learned that much. It's going up by somewhere between 3 to 10% every year. For the next like three years, so I will. I'll take a one and one. I'll take a no. I'll take a one and one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought about two and one. No, it's one and one. Okay. I, I'm here when LeBron's here. If LeBron's not here, um, we'll reevaluate. The, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have another discussion. But as for right now, m- me Anthony Davis, I need one and one. Okay, that's fair. Lakers, you doing it? You good? I mean, you have to. You can't say like you can't like say, "Oh yeah, we just dumped our half of our team for Anthony Davis," and then when he says, "Oh yeah, I'm not gonna stay past," I'm not guaranteeing anything past LeBron. You can't say no to anything Anthony Davis says in this situation for LA. Correct. So right. it's just yes. Anthony Davis says, "I I need a bowl of mac and cheese before every game." Yes, <laughs> I I want. All my paychecks and pennies. Yes. It's it's yes every time. Uh yeah. I want Jack Nicholas's seat courtside. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of yes. course. Yes. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Um so yeah. It's a I did I don't think a lot of people are t- talking about either Anthony Davis or Giannis a lot. Um they don't you, feel the need to. But I think there's some interesting there's, things. There's there. a need to. Um Alright. So you can't swing big. Mine will pull it back up. Um, Ryan, you're Jeremy Grant. The Pistons offer you a 3 for 45 if you'll go ahead and opt out of your $9 million this year. So if you opt out of your player option, 3 for 45, yes or no? Uh, hold on, let me call my agent. Oh, the Nuggets are offering me more than this. Are they? <laughs> they, ha- they have to. Are they? Oh, they they will. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I played well in the bubble. I played well in the bubble. And you, Detroit, have no business offering me anything. All right, here's our new offer. Three for 60. You might have a deal. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm hesitant. I can't get that anywhere else. We got lots of money. If we have anything, we got that. Okay, so who's our team again? Um, we have Blake Griffin. Okay. We have Luke Kennard. Oh God. Um, Derek Rose is here right now. Okay. Um, Seiko Demboye. Hold on, back up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he said here right now. <laughs> and um, and we got a top ten draft pick. 
That's the roster. That's it. So you're gonna play a lot of minutes, also. Um, can I? Can I not? Can I? <laughs> I think I may just take a three for 45 somewhere else. Gosh, you can take 15 million less <laughs> not to come to Detroit. You know, we just swung the election. <laughs> uh, That's our next, next best selling point. You're the center of a franchise going forward? I mean, you're one of the highest, play play, highest paid players on this team. Dwayne Casey's a, a former coach of the year. I mean, I can always ask for a trade later. So yeah, sure, I'll come. I'll come make that extra fifteen million dollars for a year and then ask for a trade. Gosh, the fact that like Detroit has to drastically overpay for like Jeremy Grant. I mean, this is like kind of my thought process for Jeremy Grant, of course. But like, I'm not going to Detroit. Like, to why lose, go to Detroit? That's lose, just a thing. Lose a bunch. Like, it might take less money to stay. I feel like the Nuggets are going to pay him, like, a lot. I mean, they just were paying Paul Millsap, and Millsap's coming off. So, just basically just flip their contracts. Yeah. Maybe that's the not, thing not Jeremy Grant says to Detroit. Hey, I got a friend. His name's Paul. He's coming <laughs> off the books. You may give him a call. call but not me. I'm good. That's Thank tough. you, though. That's tough. Okay, Matt. You're Victor Oladipo. There's reports <laughs> this week that you were asking teams if you can come play with them in front of teammates so now you have to explain yourself to your teammates because you just said you're committed to the pacers so go ahead explain yourself victor so i got two theories here one miles turner <laughs> and that's it that's it. it's miles turner that's it it's miles turner. was it miles spreading rumors about you 100 percent. okay all right and if for some reason that's not true it was Aaron and Justin Holiday, because they're trying to get them to trade for their brother. All right, I, I'm not trying to leave Indiana. Right, the expectations are low here for me, so I can get hurt and miss 40 games every year. It's cool. If I did that in Brooklyn, I'd get ripped. Um, so I'm trying to stay here, fellas. So I want to be in Indiana. Y'all are paying me a nice 20 mil. Y'all will let me, you know, shoot as much as I want when I'm here, and I don't have to worry about anyone else's feelings if I'm here. So. Now, of course I want to be here. Why would I not want to be here? That makes no sense. Trade Miles Turner. <laughs> he rips off his undershirt and it's hashtag trade Miles Turner. He's like got a campaign going for it. That's that's incredible. Thank you for... I, I know that's not like a trade related no, thing, but it's super funny to think like he has to have that conversation with his teammates. It's, like explain to Malcolm Brogdon, who's like the smartest dude, who's like, I've run every analytical situation here, Victor, and um, this does not compete with any of them. Miles was not telling me this was the case. Sir Turner. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the thing with Indiana is like, I don't even know if you want Oladipo at this point. I really don't. Maybe you're like, yeah, this is fine. Go. Yeah. Go play for the Knicks. Yeah. Go have fun with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring back. Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett, sounds like. <laughs> um, or whatever. Just literally just whatever at this point. Yeah, the Pacers have had a bad track record of stars saying, like, I'm committed to the Pacers, and then, like, a month later trading, asking Deuces. for a trade request. Um, so, you know, we'll see what how this Victor Oladipo thing plays out. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I'd start picking it back up with mine. Ryan, you're Rudy Gobert. The Jazz offered to send you to the Nets. You want to go? Or you want to stay in Utah? Um, can I please stay in Utah? <laughs> I swear, I won't ask for the super mask. I'll play nice with Donovan Mitchell. I just don't put me in a room with Kyrie anymore. <laughs> for the love of God. Kyrie. He'll explain to me why COVID's not a thing. Even though I had it. <laughs> I just please don't send me to Brooklyn. Like... I, I just I, I'm happy I'm somewhat happy here I've accepted <laughs> my role <laughs> happy <laughs> I've accepted my role here in Utah I understand I, I I catch lobs I defend I'm your best defensive player that's the thing you can't get rid of me I'm your best defensive player who are you gonna trade for DeAndre Jordan yeah right I know we both know how that works out I was gonna say you know Karis Levert and Jared Allen but. Hey, 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 you can't have <laughs> Karis LeVert because you already have Donovan Mitchell. 
I don't think it's like a mutually exclusive no, no, thing. No, 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 no. And listen, I, I, you don't have to pay me the Supermax, even though you can this year. I'll, I'll leave it off the table. I know I'd, I, I might deserve that because, you know, I was the cornerstone of your franchise for a little bit. But, you know, I won't ask for it outright. I just may subtly hint at that I want a Supermax. That's all. Will you sign a three for 60? What the? Send me to Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I'm not saying I want to get rid of Rudy Gobert from the Jazz, but I'm not saying I wouldn't I don't, want to keep him Jared him, Allen. Yeah. <laughs> so if Brooklyn would do that trade, if I'm Utah, I'm probably pulling that trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like with Rudy, like how much does he affect winning? Like, that's the... You have to look in the mirror and ask yourself that question. I mean, like, they legitimately need him for defense. But if you can just get some other dudes to try a bit harder, like, I don't know if it's that big of a difference with, like, Jarrett Allen in there. Yeah. Like, what's your, uh, like, player over replacement? Yeah. Or what is that if you put it, throw in Jarrett Allen there? I don't know. It's a fair question. You ready for this next one? All right. Our favorite team. I didn't read this one ahead of time. You're I, Leon. I saw like the first. I saw the name and I didn't. Re- I stopped reading on purpose. You're Leon Rose. God. The next GM. Are you trading for CP3? You yes, be- because James Dolan has like a knife to my back right now. But like, I used don't to be your to. used to be agent for CP3. You know, here's the thing. I don't care about anyone on this roster because I don't. I didn't draft any of them. I didn't mm-hmm. sign any of them mm-hmm. ridiculously last year. So everyone's on the table. Okay. Everyone's on the table. Okay. If the Thunder don't like the trade package I send them, that's fine. I'll go trade for Eric Bledsoe, and <laughs> and we will be just as happy doing that. Do you realize um, those two are not the same? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but here's the thing: we're in New York. So Chris Paul is going to demand to come to New York because we're New York. We're the Knicks, and we play in the Garden, right? We have the best owner in the league. We have the best marketing campaign in the league. We have stars who come to our games. Chris Paul Mm -hmm. is a star. Mm -hmm. He fits. He is New York. New York is Chris Paul. We are the best team in New York. Uh, Leon, who who won the NBA championship this year? You know, we have a great shot of winning the 2021 championship if we get Chris Paul. Oh, really? Who yes. and who else is going to play? Chris Paul is such a great leader oh, that right, right, right. you know we we are so confident in our plan as of the Knicks that mm. this is just going to work and we we know it's going to work. That's that's why they brought me in. That's that's why uh, we brought in Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, and uh, we just know him and Chris Paul would be a great pairing to uh, teach many of the young guys we we would probably need on our roster. Um, to to make it, the playoffs as so like what, probably what you, a top three seed. What would you send Oklahoma City for Chris Paul? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I mean they can have Julius Randall because we got to make this money work a little bit, not all the way because we have so much flexibility because we've done a good job of keeping our cap open. Mm. Um, you know Julius Randall, they can they can have him. Um, I know they had Taj Gibson at one one point, so maybe they want him back. Um, a little reunion there. We, you know, Knicks, we believe in family, so a little reunion would be a, a good plan. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett, we, you know, maybe we want to keep him, but, you know, if, if they asked, we would have to give it to him. That's fine. Um, we'll keep Mitchell, though. We'll keep Mitchell. They don't need another center. Okay. That's uh, about as bismal and accurate <laughs> as we can get for the Knicks GM. That was incredible. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, all right. My last one for you, Ryan. You're Kawhi Leonard. Steve Ballmer tells you they're trading Paul George. Are you going to let him do it? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fun guy. Get rid of Paul George. <laughs> Hit the side of the backboard. Never seen that happen in my entire play- play- career. What's that one guy's name I was playing with in that one city? Uh, Toronto. Go, go get uh, pa- Pascal? Whatever. <laughs> Siakam, whatever his name is, or my buddy Lowry, can you go get him? 
Um, I, I think we can do a, a a Paul George for Pascal Siakam trade. I don't know why Toronto would say no. <laughs> can you just like playoff P, bubble P, whatever his name is, just get rid of him. Dude likes fishing apparently. I'm not into fishing. I, it's just a weird guy. Weird guy. Get get rid of him. Get rid of him. <laughs> I think I've just broke Matt. <laughs> I I so desperately like real life want Kawhi to just trash Paul George and be like get him out of here. I don't think it would happen because I'm not sure Kawhi Leonard talks like actually talks. I'm not convinced. It's not like a like weird voice recording. He just like lip syncs to like every time he's asked a question. He just has this all planned out ahead of time. Um, but like him and Paul George, it's not that it can't work. It's that it hasn't worked and. Mm. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. So, I'm cool with uh, saying see ya. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of this weird scenario. It's like, Paul George is, like, a good player. But I don't know. Like, he was kind of in MVP conversations. And then he's kind of not been that same player since. It's a weird, weird situation. So, if Steve Ballmer walked up to Kawhi Leonard and said, We're trading Paul George for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Do you react differently? Do you say yes? I would say you need to find a better deal right now. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the one that where it's like nope, and that ain't it. No, I would rather keep Paul George. Thank you very much. And I'm I was a Russell Westbrook guy. I mean, not quite Leonard, but you know yep. Ryan Parker as a Russell Westbrook guy. Anyways, so this is my last one, and I think this is a fun to piggyback off your last one. <laughs> You're Paul George. Again. You have to convince Steve Ballmer and Quiler not to trade you. <laughs> um. So here's the thing. I'm a former MVP candidate. Um, you know, have you watched my Indiana highlights? Hey, hey, hey. I, I went head-to-head with LeBron, right? I'm the best challenger that LeBron's had in the last decade, okay? Are you... Are we... Did we call the wrong guy? Do so, we have Kawhi on the line? I even made Russell Westbrook look like a, a good teammate. Uh, so that not the way around? We're you not know, too sure I, about I know that I've always been overlooked. And if it wasn't for the broken leg, I would have already won a championship by now. So let's just keep this thing rolling and just trust the process here. That... You know, there there was only a slim possibility that what happened this year happened. You know, as slim of a margin as about the you know side of the backboard, but <laughs> it, it it's gonna get better next year. I just know it. I, I have a lot of faith, right? The the fishing's been good. The 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 uh, now fiance is good. Got her ringed up. So you know, I no no more drama. Life's life solid, so let let's just go do this, right? We're the best team in California. Um, yeah, you're getting traded. <laughs> <laughs> um, that whole it's kind of interesting. Paul George is up, like, kind of on the trade block. Like, I don't know what his value is. He's kind of in that Drew Holiday. Is like, if you told me he was valued like super highly, I wouldn't be surprised. And if his value kind of fell out, I also would be like Charlotte once or something. It's also just incredible that like Terry Rozier and Cody Zeller for Paul George. Who says no? Oh God, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do. probably say no, but like, not as um, bad. it's interesting how like a year changes so much because right. like SGA wasn't as valuable as Paul George, but he would be super valuable to this version of the yeah. Clippers. They need a guard, like a true lead guard. Who can, like, play make? Not 100% sure that it's SGA, but more The so. idea, yeah, the idea of SGA. It's just interesting. It is. And, yeah, I think if they even go in to have that conversation with Paul George, he's already on his way out. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. already done. Oh, yeah. This is a done deal, for sure. Well, that's all we have for episode 88. Matt, do you want to add anything before we end this podcast? This is a fun one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I'm looking forward to the draft. You know, by the time these come out, uh, we'll be talking draft results the next because the draft is Wednesday, the 18th. 
So I'm I'm pumped for that. And then free agency starts two days later. <laughs> Woo! It's just there's no other time to do it. So I'm pumped for the NBA. Essentially, it's back this week. We're back. Buckle up. We're ready for this. Well, we'll see you in episode 89, post-draft reactions at some point. Maybe free agency reactions, too. Maybe free agency. Oh, man. It's For exciting. when Fred Van Fleet signs with the Knicks. You know? Oh, God. Please, Lord, help us. Okay, well, we'll see you back in episode 89. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah.